Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As we continue our Lenten journey, we focus on the night when Jesus was betrayed. It's not Easter yet. I will read it to you as Jason works on it. So you don't know how this is since you stand there and listen to watch Mark. So as we continue our little journey, we focus on the night when Jesus was betrayed. We find Jesus betrayed, Judas. And Satan leads Judas to this grave sin. Judas, the thief that betrays Jesus for money. But Judas isn't the only guilty person at the table. All of the disciples abandoned Jesus. And even as Jesus institutes the Lord's Supper for the forgiveness, life, and salvation of his disciples, they all still fail him. Even though we, you and I, receive the Lord's Supper regularly for our forgiveness, life, and salvation, we still fail Jesus as well. But our Heavenly Father invites us to come to Him with repentant hearts, seeking forgiveness.
be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O Lord, in this wondrous sacrament, you have left us the remembrance of your passion. Grant that we may so receive the sacred mystery of your body and blood, that the fruits of your redemption may continually be manifest in us. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please. The Old Testament reading is from Exodus, the 12th chapter. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall be for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell all the congregation of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, every man shall have a lamb according to their father's houses, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for a lamb, that he and his nearest neighbor shall take according to the number of persons, according to what each can eat, you shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male a year old. You will take it from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of this month, when the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill their lambs at twilight. Then they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses in which they eat. They shall eat the flesh that night, roasted on the fire. With unleavened bread and bitter herbs, they shall eat it. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roasted, its head with its legs and its inner parts. And you shall let none of it remain until the morning. Anything that remains until the morning you shall burn. In this manner you shall eat it, with your belt fastened, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. And you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike all the firstborn of the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. When I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day shall be for you a memorial day, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations, as a statute forever. You shall keep it as a feast. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We read responsibly Psalm 116, verses 12 through 19. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits to me? I will lift up God's salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people.
received from the Lord, what I also deliver to you. That the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you will proclaim to the Lord's death until he comes. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of profaning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. Anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. But if we judged ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the word. This is the word of the Lord. Please rise for the reading of the gospel.
In our sermon text is our gospel lesson for today, John chapter 13, verse 21 through 30. And for Monday, Holy Thursday, we, we focus on what happened at the table, what happens afterwards with Judas Iscariot. Grace, peace, and mercy from God our Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It took three years to complete. It's one of the most recognized paintings in the world, with its image found on items such as carpets, carvings, canvases, with life-like facial expressions unable to be captured by anyone else at the time. The 15 by 29 foot painting became an instant masterpiece. And I'm talking, as you can see on the screen, about the Last Supper by the great master Leonardo da Vinci. When Leonardo da Vinci was 43 years old, the Duke of Milan asked him to paint this dramatic scene. And so da Vinci worked for three years, from, 19, excuse me, from 1495 to 1498. And on this, on this assignment, he grouped the disciples into three, two groups on either side of the central figure of Jesus. When the masterpiece was finished, da Vinci asked one of his friends, he says, look at it and give me your honest opinion. And his friend looked at it and said, it's wonderful. He exclaimed, Christ's chalice is so real I can't take my eye off. And at that moment, the venture reached down, took his paintbrush, did it in paint, and wiped out the chalice. He says these words, nothing shall detract from Jesus. Nothing shall detract from Jesus. And why is that? Well, simply, it's because Jesus was betrayed. Let that soak in for a moment. Jesus was betrayed. The words of institution for the Holy Supper, the Lord's Supper, which we will have shortly, begins with those words on the night when he was betrayed. We hear these words so often that I think we don't really hear them. We're in this series called The Witnesses of Christ, and so today we meet Judas. And we meet him in the upper room the night Jesus was betrayed. John writes in verse 21 of chapter 13, Truly, truly, I say to you, and this is Jesus speaking, one of you will betray me. Betrayed by Judas, one of his twelve disciples. Betrayed by Judas for thirty pieces of silver. Betrayed by Judas with a kiss. Imagine that. A kiss. Betrayed by Judas in a garden east of Jerusalem called Gethsemane. Betrayed. And that's why da Vinci exclaimed, nothing shall detract from Jesus. Because Jesus was betrayed for us. According to Matthew's account in Matthew 26, Judas was seated close to Jesus, close enough for the Jew to have a private conversation. It may be that our Savior singles out Judas as an important guest. And then Judas, Jesus gives Judas a morsel, a piece of bread. 
And even while still holding on to his plan of betrayal, John writes this in verse 27 of chapter 13. Then after he, being Judas, had taken the morsel, Satan entered into him. And the term Satan is only used to tell this story in John's Gospel. This account, the absolute seriousness of the situation. In the 6th chapter of John, verse 70, John calls Judas a devil. While Mark 5.13 and Luke 8.30 use the same vocabulary to describe evil spirits entering the garrison demoniac. Da Vinci paints the still salt shaker. It's by the guy in blue with his arm elbow out. Which, as I'm looking at between my left and you, you're right above me here. You can see the salt shaker spilt. What for? Well, in Matthew 5, verse 13, Jesus tells his disciples, and you all know this verse, I think you are the salt of the earth. Judas lost his salt because of greed. We lose our salt because of our greed, our constant lust for more. The painting depicts the disciples eating herring. And in Da Vinci's northern Italian dialect, the word for herring is renga, R-E-N-G-A. Renga, in that same dialect, also describes someone who denies religion. And this is where we all need to go, Whoa. Good say. Make me happy. Whoa. Whoa. That's better than I did. <laughs> and why do we say that? Because if we think about it, Judas isn't the only sinner present at the supper. Peter denied Jesus in the high priest courtyard. The disciples denied Jesus in Gethsemane. Ranga. All of them. But guess what? Ranga. All of us, too. And John writes in verse 30 of chapter 13, After receiving the morsel of bread, he, Judas, immediately went out. And it was night. It is dark. The whole scene is dark. Jesus warned that night was coming, way back in the ninth chapter of John. Night and darkness now come with a vengeance. Why did Jesus allow all this to happen? It was for you. For you are powerful gospel words. For you. God is not against you or in opposition to you. God is not your enemy. God is for you. Not just for her or him, but for you. All of you. And all of you who are watching this right now, God's love is intensely personal. And again, it's for you. When we all go to a restaurant, typically the hostess wants to know how many are in our party. Can you imagine going to a restaurant not knowing how many people are in your party? How many are with you? The hostess says, how many are in you? For, come with you for dinner. I say, I don't, I'm not sure. Most of it asks again, well, how many are joining you? I don't know. Can you imagine saying that? 
When it comes to the Lord's Supper, do you know how many are in your party? You know. Holy Communion is a table for two. Real body and real blood are given for you. Martin Luther writes, and I'll read it to you, this is something more than the sermon. For although the same thing is present in the sermon as in the sacrament, here there is the advantage, he's talking about the Lord's Supper, that it is directed at definite individuals. And that's because Jesus never gives up on you. You may give up on you, but Jesus will never give up on you. When soldiers spit in Jesus' face, Jesus did not give up. When he was whipped, and he ripped open his back, Jesus did not give up. When nails crushed the nerves in his feet and his hands, Jesus did not give up. Come what may, even when we betray and deny him, Jesus doesn't give up. Jesus will never give up on you. Did you know that since the completion in 1498 of the Last Supper, and you can see the original there, that the, that painting has been falling apart. Leonardo da Vinci was a mention. And so he tried using new material for this very painting for the first time. And instead of using the customary wet plaster, he used a dry plaster. The problem was that the dry plaster worked really well artistically, but not well for sustainability. And ever since, experts have been working on restoring the original. I think that's pretty fitting. Because the Lord suffered is for people who live or whose lives like that painting are always falling apart. In this life, you and I never get it right. Thank God we have the gospel words for you. In the Lord's Supper, Supper God asks for you right now. God delivers Christ's true body and true blood here and now. Holy Communion is the opposite of remembering a dead man. Holy Communion is a meal with a man who lives. You may say, how so? Is, in take, eat, this is my body, and take, drink, this is my blood, simply means is. Is doesn't mean signifies, represents, or symbolizes. In fact, that view didn't arise until the early 11th century, and it was promoted by a French theologian named Berengar of Tours, whose watchwords were flee to reason. I say, nope, flee to scripture. This is for you. In middle age, you all may know this story. A slightly overweight Scottish woman walked out from behind the theater curtain one her hair was going in all different directions. People in the audience rolled their eyes back and let out a collective sigh of disappointment. No one expected anything from this woman. And that's the way it was on April 11, 2009, 
when Susan Boyle began to sing. After her song, people exploded with applause. The video clip of Susan Boyle became the most watched YouTube video at that time. Her first recording broke all sales records. Susan Boyle wasn't what people expected. Susan Boyle was much more. And here's my point. What may look ordinary can be completely extraordinary. The Lord's Supper is like that. When Christ's words, take, eat, this is my body, and take, drink, this is my blood, are spoken over the bread and wine, it's not what we expect. It is so much more. The bread participates with Christ's body, and the wine participates with Christ's blood. What made them ordinary is completely extraordinary. But there's more. There's always more in the gospel. The Vinci's, the Last Supper, includes a view of heaven. The Lord's Supper is a foretaste of the feast to come. Jesus is coming to restore all things. At the heavenly banquet, we will no longer have to look at our sin. We will be perfect, wearing white robes washed in the blood of Jesus. At the heavenly banquet, we will no longer be sad because of broken hearts and broken lives. In heaven, you and I will be gathered together with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven. At the heavenly banquet, we will no longer need Jesus to come to us in the sacrament. We will see Jesus face to face. And he will fill us with unspeakable joy that will never end. People use lots of words when they speak about Holy Communion. Words such as sacrament, Eucharist, Lord's Supper. But some of the most important words about communion are two short words with three letters each. For you. For you in the past, Christ died. For you right now, Christ is present. And for you in the future, you will partake of the marriage feast of the Lamb that will have no end. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for the gift of, of your Son, the gift of his supper for us, the gift of body and blood that partakes with the wine and bread. And we never forget that he did it for us, for each of us. And may we always give him thanks and praise. Amen. Would you please rise and listen together beside our faith and the words in the next scene. I believe in one God.
Lord Jesus Christ, we are the hope of the world. Be present with all those who suffer the attacks of Satan. Defend and protect them so that they would not despair, but always find their hope in you. Lord, in your mercy. Lord Jesus Christ, you are the bread of life. Encourage all of us to receive your body and blood for our forgiveness tonight, that we might receive this gift faithfully. Lord, in your mercy. Lord Jesus Christ, you are the good shepherd and the door for the sheep. Continue to seek your lost sheep and strengthen us to join you in bringing back those who have wandered from you, so they might again know the joys of your salvation and forgiveness. Lord, in your mercy. Lord Jesus Christ, you are the way, the truth, and the life. Forgive us when we seek to define our lives in any way other than in you. Lead us on the way to the cross in your everlasting truth to life eternal. Lord, in your mercy. Lord Jesus Christ, you are the vine and we are the branches. Apart from you, we can do nothing. Increase our dependence upon you so that we might bear much fruit. Lord, in your mercy. Lord Jesus Christ, you are the healer of the ill, and you bring healing in the meal we are about to eat. Grant healing and patience to all those who are sick, injured, and recovering. Lord, in your mercy. Lord Jesus Christ, you are the resurrection and the life. Give comfort and hope to all those who mourn the death of loved ones. Lord, in your mercy. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who accomplished the salvation of mankind by the tree of the cross, that where death arose, their life also might rise again, and that the serpent who overcame by the tree of the garden might likewise by the tree of the cross be overcome. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name evermore, praising you and singing. this 
in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, took the cup. And after having given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take drink. This is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Amen. Amen. O Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, in giving us your body and blood to eat and to drink, you lead us to remember and confess your holy cross and passion, your blessed death, your rest in the tomb, your resurrection from the dead, your ascension into heaven, and your coming for the final judgment. To remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord.
Gracious God, Heavenly Father, you have given us a foretaste of the feast to come and the Holy Supper of your Son's body and blood. Keep us firm in the true faith throughout our days of pilgrimage, that on the day of his coming, we may, together with all your saints, celebrate the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. After the Last Supper, there was less than 24 hours remaining in the life, the earthly life of our Lord. The events moved rapidly. Prayer in Gethsemane, betrayal by Judas, arrest, mock trial, painful beating, the trust to go with up and execution. As his life was stripped from him, so we stripped our chancel of the signs of life to symbolize his purposeful, redemptive suffering and death for us. As we strip the altar tonight, Jeremy and I will read to you Psalm 22, which has many connections to Holy Week, particularly to Good Friday, which is, is tomorrow and Christ's sufferings on the cross. And as we're reading that to you, the elders will be removing uh, parts of the, the altar area, um, and uh, we will have on the screens the explanation of each part as they move, as now they're moved move with the uh, extinguishing and removing of the candles. Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night, I find no rest. Yet you are holy. And were rescued. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. 
not a man, scorned by mankind and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads. He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him. For he delights in him. Yet you and he who took me from the womb, you made me trust you at my mother's breast. On you I was cast from my birth, and from my mother's womb you have been my God. Be not far from me. For trouble is near, and there is none to help. Many bulls encompass me. Strong bulls of Hashem surround me. They open wide their mouths at me, like a ravening and roaring lion. Dogs encompass me. I come 
many are evil doers and servants me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them. For my clothing, they cast lots. But you, O oh Lord, do not be far off. O oh, you, my help, come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion. You have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen. I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise Him. All you offspring of Jacob, glorify Him. And stand in awe of Him, all you offspring of Israel. He has not despised or abhorred the affliction or the, of the afflicted. He has not hidden his face from him, but has heard when he cried to him. From you comes my praise in the great congregation. My vows I will perform before those who fear him. Afflicted shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before you. kingship belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. All the proper, pro prosperous of the earth, eat and worship. Before him shall bow all who go down to the dust even the one who could not keep himself alive.
posterity shall serve him. It shall be told of the Lord to the coming generation. They shall come and proclaim his righteousness to a people yet unborn, that he has 